Welcome everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast, hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namard. Our goal is to uplift voices everywhere by empowering women and youth and by building a better global community. The I'm Speaking Podcast is inspired by the Edge Charitable Foundation. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect that of the benefactors or sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Welcome. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast. I'm Priya. And I'm Mercy. Welcome, everybody. Hi, everyone. Today's topic is transgender and LGBTQ rights. And we have we have so much going on in the news right now. We have uh, several legislative bans that are taking place in several states around the country that are trying to implement healthcare restrictions on transgender youth. And we thought it was so important to um, talk about this topic today because um, I, I mean I personally don't think it's right. I have um, a child that is going through the transgender healthcare system. Um, and actually today as we're filming, she has an appointment later on this afternoon with a doctor about her transgender health care. And um, this really does hit home. Um, so right now in, the, in these current states, we have transgender bans happening. Arkansas, South Dakota, and Alabama. And I believe Virginia had something similar. Um, but it wasn't trans healthcare. Um, but all these things are in motion. And it's basically taking away the the right to healthcare for children who are um, d just discovering themselves and the need of assistance to, to feel whole and complete as transgender youth. Absolutely. It's just, it really, it's heartbreaking because it's hard enough to have to go through so much, um, not only with your family mm -hmm. and with your friends, your community, your environment, and the mental health implications that it brings because it's such an internal struggle, right? They're not choosing to have the struggle. Life is hard enough as it is. Mm -hmm. And then to not have the support system that they need, I feel is so crucial. Just when we were talking about the importance of mental health and how this coincides with it and you know the importance of it. Tell me more about what you've experienced as a mom. I'm interested to hear in your point of view as a mom. Mm -hmm. So um, it's funny because before we recorded this podcast uh, last night, I told I, I, asked, I told my daughter, I was like, hey, we're talking about this tomorrow. Anything I need to know. And she listed off a whole bunch of important topics Excellent. that we should talk, talk about. And I was like, we only have about 30 minutes <laughs> to, to cover everything. It's a really important topic, but we only have about 30 minutes. Um, and she said she'd be on on cue if we had any questions while we were filming. So I see her watching watching me in the corner of my eye. <laughs> Hi, Ava. Awesome. <laughs> She's waving. Um, so uh, so I had, do have some I do have some statistics to share um, that are really alarming. So we're talking about transgender youth. Seventy eight percent of trans students are harassed every year. And this is according to the, the National Transgender Discrimination Survey. 20% are denied housing and addicted once they become adults. 50% are harassed on the job. And 26% of trans people lose their jobs due to bias. There are federal legislative rights that cover transgender uh, people. And uh, unfortunately, uh, out in the public, people out in the public, businesses, 
um, still have the right to deny service if a transgender person asks for that service. And I, I do have some of the rights to share. Now let me just pull it out real quick. And so I have a long list actually. <laughs> sure, sure, I wanna hear this. All right, so um, transgender people are protected by the Civil Rights Act at work. So employers with 15 or more employees, which is kind of whack if you think about it, because why 15 and more? Why just zero? Well, especially when America's made of small businesses. Exactly. Um, so 15 or more employees are prohibited by Title VI of the 1964 Civil Rights Act from discrimination on the basis of sex. So this has nothing to do with transgender. It just has to do with the basis of sex. So you're assigned sex, um, but it has been... Um, stretched by the courts uh, to have ruled that the Title VI also bans discrimination against sexual orientation and gender identity, which is good. Mm. But again, bias still happens. And as you heard from the statistic I just read off, it still happens in the workplace. Mm. Um, housing. So housing is a serious issue. So one of the topics that Ava had shared with me last night was trans homelessness. It's, it's uh, I mean, you already have children um, young people that are experiencing homelessness because they're rejected by their families. They're kicked right. out for coming out. It's a really hard and difficult situation. And the suicide rates are alarming because of that. Now you're thinking about adults when they're going out to get an apartment. I mean, your daughters are, you know, they're looking for places to live right now. Um, houses, right. they're trying to buy houses. Can you meet, can you imagine being a transgender person and being rejected for, trying to buy a house or get an apartment. So according to the Federal Fair Housing Act, it prohibits sex discrimination by most landlords. Um, we believe that this should also be interpreted by the courts to protect LGBTQ people. State and local laws where you live may also bar this discrimination. So even though there's a federal um, act that prohibits this, state and local laws may not reflect it, which is unfortunate. Um, now, uh, one thing that I'm really surprised that there's nothing to cover transgender people is that out in public, there's no federal law that bans discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender identity in the public accommodations like restaurants and theaters and businesses, um, but state and local laws can ban this. So if you're out and you're trying to get into a restaurant, say you're going out to eat with your, your friend and you're a transgender person, and the business can deny you service. It's their quote unquote right to deny you service 2021 2021 people i mean this and this has just been if you think about it like tra transgender people and uh lgbtq people have been in society for eons yes. <laughs> it's about the yes. romans going back to the yes. romans absolutely pre, the pre-bible days oh and wait ava's giving me a note come on give me the note <laughs> let me read her note yes Okay, so she wants me to clarify that she is uh, both a girl and a boy. She's bi-gender. Okay. Yeah, so okay. There, are all these, there are all these terms, um, and there are gloss glossaries available online, and I'll put the links in the post credits for everybody to check out after this. Um, but there are, um, there are numerous definitions, and I'm still learning as I go along with this. So she's always constantly, because last night we had all this discussion about what um, uh, uh, gender fluid meant and what, uh, um, yeah, about what gender fluidity meant, because um, I was totally confused by it. 
and it's okay to not understand all the of course it's yeah, okay but I, as long as I, you're I, open to under to, to learning more about it that's what's important absolutely now absolutely. and i think that um just to add a little bit to all the statistics i think one of the largest statistics would truly be in, in the experiences that i've had mm-hmm. um would be family and the yeah. rejection of family which is huge. That's your first experience, right? And mm-hmm. and the rejection of community, yeah. which also leads into um, hate crimes, which is another huge yes. topic. I mean, they're horrible. It's like, where's the good news to them finding themselves and being in a happier place yeah. if every single door has something so negative and monstrous behind it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you think about all the hate crimes that have been happening against Black, black transgender women mm. and uh, what they've been experiencing. So you're, you're, you're talking about men. For, for those of you who are listening, uh, to be a transgender woman means that you're born with, um, uh, you're assigned a male at birth. So I mean, you have the male genitalia, but you're growing up and you realize, no, I am a, a woman. I feel like a woman. Right. I'm a trans woman. So they identify right. as a trans woman. Um, so they're out in public, they're doing their thing, um, just living their lives, being yes. themselves, and um, there are hate crimes against them. Um, they're being killed, murdered, um, they're disappearing, abused. Um, and, and even going back to, uh, so there is a term, going back to you know how far um, transgender LGBTQ um, lives have been in history, I do have a term and I'm going to click, click a little bit, a little bit, have some patience with me. (laughs) Um, There is a term called two spirit and contemporary. It's a contemporary term chosen to describe native American and Canadian first nation people who identify with a third gender implying that. Yes. Implying a masculine and feminine spirit in one body. Dress is usually a mixture of male and female articles, and they are seen as a separate or third gender who have distinct gender, social, spiritual roles in their tribes. And this has been going on for eons. <laughs> this is not a new thing. The two-spirit no. identification is not a new thing. And they're accepted and they're revered as part of the community. Um, so it makes me feel like how freaking backward are we right now that yeah. we can't even accept people for who they are and their identifications and how powerful the identifications are that they can they can feel both these things and identify as both these things and are both these things mm-hmm. um so yeah. yeah and that's been also evolved with um of course to me that's like first and foremost ignorance right and the lack of of learning more about it or sometimes being touched with it by by a natural family member and then just being dismissive of it and not giving it the the proper importance that it has. Uh, but aside from that, I think that so much of it has to do with the way that society has so, is so black and white, mm-hmm. right? And you see it from the minute you're born that they dress you in pink or they dress you in blue. It's one yeah. or the other, right? So it starts at birth. You're already told. And this we, is what we you're, did that. It's a, and we did that. Yes. Yeah, of course. But we've evolved, right? Yeah. So the goal is that we all evolve um, and that we all care enough to be educated about the topic mm-hmm. and and be supportive right as as one we're all humans we're all one species regardless of 
what you were born or how you're feeling. We should be there supporting each other. Um, but then going back to, right? So you're dressed in pink, you're told this is what you're going to look like. This is how you're going to act. This is how you're going to be treated. Yeah. Um, and so it's so specific and it's so hard just being one, right? So just being the girl, let's say. Yeah. You're going to be treated this way. Men are going to be like this and boys will be boys and boys are going to hit you when they like you. We've had these topics and these conversations. Oh my before, God. Right? <laughs> so you have all these things. So it's so hard. It's yeah. so hard. Then you have the boy. I'm sure the boys struggle with all these things. Well, look at them this way, but don't look at them that way and make sure that you're very generous and you're very kind and you're very attentive and you're, um, and you show your emotions, but be careful. Don't do this. And don't, so they have their hardship and their things, right? So now combine these two and you have this huge explosion of a human being, being both and what they must struggle with. It's so hard just being one. Yeah. Now you're struggling with this and then your whole community falls apart because they're not accepting you. Yeah. So right. I think this is so huge and I can see why, you know, why, why there's suicide and why um, they need to seek professional help to help them through mm -hmm. this whole process. And, and I applaud you as a mom to being such a supportive person and, and such a pillar in her life. Because I think we as parents, especially <clears throat> that parent that's so close in, in that same sex, right? Like mm -hmm. the mom that's so nurturing because it's what we were taught from the beginning. Hey mom, this is your job, right? Mm -hmm. Dad can't come by because this is your job. And so that's where we're at now. And yeah. until we evolve into better humans, that's where we're at now. So I'm glad that you are as a mom are there for her because that that makes all the difference. That and the professional help and the support system and having these conversations, which to you and I are necessary, to you and I are priority, but to others might be uncomfortable. Yes. Because- if we, I think, throw the, the religious card in there, you just took it to another level. Yeah. Right? So, so I applaud you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, it's not just me. It's my husband, too. He is extremely supportive. Um, last week, he referred to Ava as, as his son. And she was just like, she was beaming. She was like, <laughs> what did you say? You know, it, and, and it, it, she feels seen and heard and supported and accepted. And that's what's important to us. And, and you know, it goes back to when the kids were little, when my, when my um, and uh, let me pause for a second, because for those listening and you hear the knocks and the drills, I do have construction in my house while we're recording this. Um, life. Yeah, so like life is happening around us while we're yes. recording. So um, when the kids were little, um, one of, uh, well, not one, my son's kindergarten, kindergarten teacher said to me, her name was Miss Rooms. She said, you are your son's first and biggest advocate. Just remember Sweet. that. And that has stuck with me my, my whole life with them, um, with my three kids. I, you, as a parent, you are the biggest, the strongest, the first advocate they would ever have. And I felt like if I did not, if I did not play that role, I'd be a failure. So in everything that they're going to going through, even if they don't want me to bud my hand, into it, <laughs> I have to, I have to be there for them because who else will be there for them? Absolutely. And this includes their fathers, not just me. Of course. Yeah. Family yeah. as a whole. And yeah. Siblings and yeah. And they have to know that we're open. We're supportive. We share everything and there's no, there's no secrets here. You know, we love you and we want to make sure that you're happy at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. 
Um, so and I, I want to go back to what you just said about being an advocate for your children, um, for your siblings, for your friends, right? So yeah. we have a voice and it's important that we use it. Otherwise, mm -hmm. what do we stand for if we're not you know, doing something for others? That exactly. um, I had an experience similar to yours, whereas because I had a preschool for so many years, I always kind of sided with the teacher's uh, point of view as opposed to the child's yeah. because I would see. I would see how the, the teacher was in the classroom in my school, right? And then the child, and then how the parent perceived what the child was saying. Mm -hmm. And so many times it was incorrect because I was there that the teacher was doing the right thing. And, and it, so I could kind of predispose myself to, to always being on the teacher side. Yeah. And so when my oldest one started kindergarten, my first experience as a parent with a child in school, um, the teacher was very racist, mm. very racist. I didn't want to see it. Mm. It's not that I didn't see it. I didn't want to see it. And I remember that um, Raquel was having a hard time with it, but she was such a happy child and she was all over the place and just a ray of sunshine. And she just, she couldn't see it because all she knew was love, unconditional love from everybody that surrounded her. We had wanted her for seven years. Um, the whole family was just, you know, she was a ray of sunshine in our, in our entire world. Mm -hmm. And so there was a, a point in time that Raquel even came home with fingernail marks, uh, nail marks under her arm. Wow. And I asked her what happened. And she just dismissed everything like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. We were in the park. Like she was just so happy all the time. Yeah. I came to learn how damaging that was to her when she was in fifth grade mm -hmm. and we had to see a counselor. Oh, man. How damaging what this teacher had done to her. That and was a teacher. That was the teacher. That was a teacher who didn't like... Um, Hernandez because Hernandez was a Hispanic. What? And then of course I had Raquel was born and raised here. So mm -hmm. I was born and raised here, right? But in Raquel's case, her name is Raquel mm -hmm. Hernandez. Mm -hmm. You couldn't possibly get in any more Hispanic than that. Yeah. And she had her, you know, thick, dark brown hair and her brown eyes and her tan skin. And all she had learned to speak was Spanish because we wanted to make sure she was bilingual. Yeah. So her first language was Spanish. And so she was learning English in kindergarten. She understood it, but she was she had two languages and mm -hmm. predominantly Spanish at home. Yeah. And her culture was different. She had the rice and the beans and the meatballs and the corn and this and that. And she would take her lunch because she wasn't used to cafeteria lunch. She had a meal for lunch. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, it was such a culture shock. And if we're not advocating for our children, if we don't see it now, we'll see it later. And so that's my point with it. It's, you know, really listen to your child. Don't dismiss it like, oh, well, you know, maybe behave. Yeah. Maybe don't act that way. Maybe don't answer back. Well, maybe don't, you know, how about we really listen to our really children? To and, yeah. And I was, you know, I was guilty of that. And so that's just something I have to live with. Yeah. And, and parents are not perfect. I mean, right. they're not perfect. Um, but you're right. We, we really, truly do have to listen to our kids when they're, when they're saying that something's wrong. And if you see any right. signs that something's wrong. Right. And, and they teachers, need somebody else's children. Yeah. And teachers are not gods. I mean, no. we must, I always tell my kids, you respect your teacher. Right. But, and they're not, but they're not perfect either. They're human. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Um, 
they also have a learning curve of their own. They also need to learn right. and grow as people. Right. Um, and they're humans, just yeah. like parents, you know, we're all humans. So we're all going to make mistakes. But if we're there to, right. to help each other, I think it'll be a much better place. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I wanted to ask you before we end this segment, yeah. if there's anything um, Ava would like to give us or or walk away with if there's anything on her behalf, her voice that she would like us to, to learn or to hear. Hmm. Um, what well, do you feel was the most important thing to her? Well, she's back in the room. Facts. She's back in the room. But last night she did, she did make out a huge point. She's like, you know, we hear, you know, women's history month just passed and she's yes. been hearing us talking about it. She's listening to the podcast. And um, she said to me, she's like, trans women are overlooked when it comes to women's history and women's rights. And I, I, it like dawned on me, I'm like, I never thought of that. You know, the trans, uh, trans women community is not seen as part of- Or acknowledged. Acknowledged mm -hmm. as part of the national conversation mm -hmm. or international conversation. Um, so I think I mean, that's just one of the topics, obviously, but she really made a point of, of bringing that up last night that it needs to be discussed more. Um, so it's trans women's rights, trans homeless rights. Oh, pronouns. Mm. Pronouns is a big thing. So uh, pronouns is like you and I identify as she and her. And we actually have it in our Instagram handle. If you look, it says she and her at the bottom. Um, okay. And it's important that we recognize everybody's pronouns. So she... Ava, uh, Ava identifies as he and she. Um, so I will sometimes, or him or her. So I will sometimes refer to her as my son, my daughter. I'll say he, you know, I'm, I mix it up, you know, because I, I want to make sure I'm getting it right. And I, have to, I had to ask her the other day. I'm like, do you also identify as they or them? Because it's both. And, she's, and she said, yes. Um, <laughs> So it's important we acknowledge some of these pronouns. Um, I'm seeing it more in um, on TV as well that this is happening. So I don't know if you're, you're into Star Trek. Are you into Star Trek at all? At all. <laughs> not, even, not even a little bit. <laughs> so, um, we love sci-fi in this house. So right. th there was just a TV show, um, the last season for Discovery. Um, it's okay. so good. It's so good. So Discovery Star Trek was on. And there was a character that had multiple um, personalities and things happening, but it was an alien embodying the lives of previous previous lives, pretty much. Okay. But she was used as an example for LGBTQ rights. And she asked everybody to, to identify her as they or them. Okay. Um, they or them. So that that was like, oh, wow, I've never seen that on TV before. That's That's great. You know, so so it's. Uh, I think it's important when you're not sure to ask somebody, "How shall I identify you?" Yes, and that it's okay to ask that question because that shows respect. Um, and if they say something other than what you're expecting, then then you should respect what they're asking for. Right, and not question it and not judge it. Exactly, just respect it. Respect Absolutely. it. And if you're curious, it's okay to ask questions. They're more than happy to explain because it's the education is important. We all need to know more. Yeah. and understand it Absolutely. so a, a lot of the content that we share today a lot of the information is from the aclu which is the american civil Li liberties union and it's a organization that um advocates for rights across the board um, not just lgbtq and transgender rights but if you go onto their website and i'll share the link 
all these all these uh, legislative acts um, and information is, is available for people who are looking for help uh, because they feel they've been discriminated because uh, they are they are LGBTQ and transgender. Um, so definitely use that resource and any other resources that we list on here. But thank you again for listening and tuning in. As always, we our goal here is to uplift voices everywhere. Uh, we are not perfect people, but we our goal here is just to educate and make sure that voices are heard and to, you know, talk about difficult topics, as Mercy said before. Make sure you like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And what else, Mercy? And please check us out on theedgehelps.com, which is the website of our nonprofit organization, which helps victimize children. Awesome. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Mercy. And Priya. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, everyone. I'm Ava, Priya's daughter and second oldest son. My mom offered that I say something, which I'm more than happy to do. And I just want to regard that it's awesome that the conversation uh, that she had was, was, was being made. And especially how the matter of LGBTQ plus rights is such a heavy a, he- a he- uh, more heavily talked about conversation in modern day. It means a lot that that the conversation is happening point blank period. And we always have mattered. Trans people always mattered. Our rights being acknowledged and having discussions around our our well being and people respecting us. Um, really, it means the world that people are able uh, are people willing to hear more on that. And I just want to say, if you are a trans person and we struggle the matter of trans, uh, transphobia or the matter of the story. I just want to know that no matter how you express yourself, no matter how you see your own sense of gender, you're still valid. It doesn't matter if you're a ma- it doesn't matter if you're a masculine or feminine trans guy. It doesn't matter if you're a masculine or feminine trans woman. It doesn't matter if you're masculine or feminine anybody. Uh, it, the way you express is how you determine as something that's determined by you. And the way you wish people to see you is, is what is determined by you. So at the end of the day, self-expression and gender identity is self-determined. No one no one for, is, is in a position to force it onto you. And what you're born as doesn't define um, what you must be. And for me, I'm... For me, it took a long time to even figure out the fact that I'm two genders at once. And it was tough doing that. But the matter of realizing that opened up a whole other segue for me to... Uh, acknowledge um, what's uh, uh, well, what is best needed for my own well-being, as well acknowledging that my struggles and the stresses and the questioning and the feelings that I have, have have came from somewhere. Generally, it's just awesome that you're able to hear everything that happens. Please be yourself, unapologetically, uh, unapologetically be yourself, and and shamelessly. And for those who aren't trans and are and are listening, thank you so much for ha- for hearing what uh, my mom. And associates have had to say and thank you for uh, actually tuning in to hear more about the dynamics of trans uh, um, exclusion as well as you know trans acceptance thank you i'm gonna and i really hope that um any trans person is listening t- takes heavy regard to what i have to say any ally that's listening or person who's trying to learn more about gender in general uh takes a lot a uh, means of going forward with educating themselves on our, on our existence. We've been here forever and forever, forever will be. So thank you and goodbye.